The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock LUFC podcast. If you could do us a favor before we start, subscribe to the channel and like the video. That would be great. And say hello to us in the comments. Um, Leeds United, it's been a fan, absolutely fantastic season so far. Just haven't been able to stop thinking about podcasting. It's been one, <laughs> the one thing on my mind when I go to sleep and... Uh, dream about it i dream about speaking to you fellas anyway my name's adonis and you know me as at the adolites on twitter it's very good hello from me joining us to uh, hopefully spend about five minutes on leads and the rest on anything else is <laughs> the chairman of the board at wiggy one two three four wiggy good evening everyone we all okay very good, thank you, Wiggy. I'm really marvellous, Wiggy. Good to see you, mate. Form. Been a while. And you. And the Prince of Darkness himself, Machiavelli, Big Mac, at you and Metcalf, Macca. Good evening, boys. Great to see you. Hello to all the uh, the, the one viewer that will be bothered to tune yeah. in to listen to talk no, about right. Leeds United. <laughs> we, can barely, we can barely start thinking about doing a podcast. Looking, what? What's happened to us, man? We used to do it through, you know, through thick or thin. Now it's we're getting bad. Yep. This season has definitely broken us. Open the door and let us angry people in, says Bandy. Good evening, Bandy. Yeah, yeah. Bandy's with us at least, and uh, Nora as well. I'm not angry, <laughs> not today. Rightio. Chelsea won, Leeds United two. I mean, nil. We lost. We lost. <laughs> <laughs> How's the season going? Mac? Yeah. Wiggy? Fucking fucking awful. <laughs> it's just it's a, it's a it's a bit like last year in as much that there's very little to enjoy, is there? There's not really many mm. up. In fact, probably last year, as much as we got hammered in some games, there was probably more uplifting moments. But you know, it's we're not we're not out of games like we were with under in that last sort of few months under Bielsa where we were getting battered by everybody. Mm. So you can sort of see that defensively we're a bit tighter but I mean even watching the game there's not a lot of excitement there's not they're not creating many chances not getting many shots on goal when we do create a chance you've got no confidence anybody's going to put it away um, you know for all the kind of improvements it's just really boring and lackluster and, and lacking in any sort of entertainment value so it is a tough one isn't it I mean I, you know, I think we've been here before I think we said a long time ago and you know when you say to people oh, don't worry it, it can't get any worse than this oh it fucking can <laughs> oh, oh it bloody can listen let me tell you it definitely can so it's a real shame and and it's just you know you, you, when you when you when you watch a football team and you, especially when you go to games, you want to be entertained. You want to see your team win more often than not, and you want to be on the edge of your seat when a player you know gets you up off the edge of your seat with a bit of skill or some excitement or a wonderful goal. And really, the only player who's done that this year has been Nanto in, in any great shape, way, shape, or form. And the pressure's on him now, and people are doubling up on him, and, and he's either getting less and less effective because he's. Possibly the only threat we've got, and that's it's really sad. So, not great. Sorry, I can't be more positive. Um, it's going to be a hard few months, I think. I don't think it's going to get much better. It's going to get, you know, whether we can scrap enough points to uh, to stay up is very debatable for me. Where are we going to score the goals from? Where, where are the goals coming from to keep us up? That's the problem. Um, so yeah, pretty grim outlook, I'm afraid. I don't know if anybody's got any more positive. I mean, Wiggy's renowned for his positivity. So yeah, come on, Wiggy. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling a little more positive than that. I, 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 I totally get all the points um, that you're making, but I, I think the new manager has given me renewed hope because I think we all knew what I felt of Jesse Marsh, and I have no hope uh, under that man. So I think for me... Um, getting rid of Jesse and us being able to um, bring in a manager who I think has steadied the ship definitely at the back um, has given me the new optimism I think the thing for us 
is what Matt just said is, I just can't see where the goals are coming from. Um, we look in the final third like we could have finished his breakfast. Um, so that is really concerning because we have good attacking players. We just don't have anyone who's finishing at the minute and that's a, a real concern. Well, it, it took 60 minutes against Chelsea to have a shot on target. Very similar with Southampton, I think it was. It, it, and it was only really Fulham where we looked like we, we were sort of attacking the game and taking the, taking the game to the opposition. So it's worrying. It's really worrying. I know that we look a little bit tighter at the back. We look less likely to leak goals and that was a and we look wider in possession as well so we, we look more like a football team I'd say than we ever did under Jesse Marsh <laughs> and the one thing that I can say about not playing Nonto is that when we took Nonto off it felt like the other players thought well we can't rely on him anymore because everything was going through Nonto it was a case of give it to Nonto and if he does something with it great and if he doesn't then basically we're fucked <laughs> we've got no we've got no plan B <laughs> as soon as he went off you could see it lifted some of the other players they thought alright well he's gone now I guess I better do something and take responsibility it's, it's just it's, it's sad because like what you said and, and I, I've you know, since uh, Gracia's come in, things have looked miles better. You know, more organised, like you say, more width. I think some of the football they've played has been better than we've seen under Marsh completely during his whole tenure. He's only had them for a few weeks. So, you know, there is optimism, but that's the problem. It doesn't matter really how you play and the, and the, the millimetres or minutiae of improvements that you see. Ultimately, we've got to score goals to get the points, the wins to stay up, and draws ain't going to do it for us anymore. You know, we've kind of lost that. You know, when we were kind of getting a point a game, and you thought, well, if we carry on like that, we end up with you know thirty-eight, thirty-nine points. You know, we'll probably be fine. But we've kind of gone well under that that par now, and um, you know, got to start winning a few games. And you look through the fixture list, and you think, well, there's nothing. Nothing stands out as being an easy. None of them are going to be easy, either, especially in the position we're in. But nothing stands out as an easy win for me. And I agree, nothing stands out as an easy win, but I think there's games that are winnable. And I look Absolutely. at the next two yeah. and I go, right, they're winnable. Then we play Arsenal, we go, right, I'll write that one off. Then the two after that, they're winnable. So I, I, I am, I'm really optimistic at the minute. I don't know why, I don't know what I've had. <laughs> but, I don't know, I can have a pint of, pint of whatever's in that orange juice, can I have, can and, I have yeah. a pint of that we get? It's it's Rosie with lemonade. It's because you ban his substitute. Yeah. Totally. You've I, taken uh, it far too seriously. It I, I, I just, I do think we've really strengthened, oh sorry, we've really tightened up at the back. And I do think one game it's going to come good. I don't know when, I don't know where, mm. but it's going to come good. And I, and I have, as I say, renewed optimism. I think we all know what I thought of Marsh. I, I thought it was the wrong appointment. I thought it was terrible. Um, I was glad when he was gone. Um, I think it took us too long to get someone in, but now we've got someone in. Um, I think he's he's the man to do it. I really do. I've, I'm not a you know I'm no expert on the guy, but I think he's the guy to do it. I think the the worry for me, and this is like a long term silly worry that I really could worry about is you know when the, you know when they keep you up, so therefore they get the job for next season, and then you start really badly next season, so he gets sacked and you start all over again. I know that's long-term thinking, but that's just where I'm at with it all. Like, this mm. awful cycle of sacking managers uh, because we start poorly. So I don't know. That's where I'm at anyway. He's, he's certainly turned it around, hasn't he? Um, and uh, certainly, like you said, Mac, he's done more than... Uh... The Marsh seems to do in his whole career, at least, with the penis ball yeah. experiment. Yeah. Um, as for Nonto, no, the boy can do the work. He, he wants the work. We must let him work, says Bandy. A lot of work for Nonto there. Uh, every game is win winnable, must be seen that way. And uh, that first 30 minutes was so difficult, but we got through it. One of our problems is that our press is just not good enough. And Nora says, it sounds like Darth Vader's in the background for some reason. 
<laughs> the uh, technical problems continue <laughs> at the Royal Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like heavy breathing, though. <laughs> I think this is Big Mac sounding like Darth Vader because every time he starts to speak, he shuts up. But you've been working very hard recently, Max. So we'll... no, don't don't yeah. talk about it. Don't talk about yeah. it. I don't like working hard at the best of times, but yeah, it's hard work. It's all good. Um, okay, so I th- well, it's before we sort of got on to looking at the future... Um, Wanted to talk about season ticket prices because obviously that's the big news today. They've uh, announced the renewal by not announcing the renewal on any of the social media channels. And maybe that's because they've increased the prices by 10%. Uh, and, or, you know, <laughs> is, it, is it a good timing? What, I mean, what do you think about the? Uh, is there a reason why they haven't announced it on the social media channels? Or, uh, yeah, because we're shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, for I all think the reasons we've just mentioned, and they're going to put the prices up for all that joy and <laughs> fucking optimism, they're going to make you pay more to do it. Wiggy's the best place to talk about this, by the way, so go on, Wiggy. I, I, um, I was quite surprised by the time because I thought it would come <laughs> about five o'clock after we beat Southampton. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> we want your money. <laughs> right, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm quite pragmatic about it. Like, I, I was expecting an increase. I was probably expecting 10% increase. I think if you want Premier League football, you're going to pay You're gonna pay the money. And it's no, not that. Ken Bates. I'm sorry. Like, it is. The ghost like, of Ken Bates. You know, if we get relegated, there will be, you know, there'll be no increase. If we stay in the Premier League, Premier League players cost more money and, and it's going to come to the fans eventually. And it is. I... I I know people go on about the Ellen Road experience. As I've said on the group, I'm not off to the theatre, I'm off to the football, and yeah, it's a shithole, but it's a shithole I love. They're going to redevelop it, and it won't be the same experience. I don't I, I don't go to the football and spend a fortune on shite drinks. You know, I'll have a dark fruit if, and, and maybe one at half time. But dark fruit's a dark fruit. I don't have the bloody piss-warm beer, and I definitely don't have the pies. But I think... You know, you're off to the football, of course it's crap. I think the argument might be that if the pies were edible, maybe more people would buy them. <laughs> exactly, so the two separate things, from the ticket prize renewal and the pie and the cost of the pies. Right. I don't I don't think I don't think it's the experience of going to football that's the, the, the issue here. I think that you know, for me, I've been going since it was a proper shithole, much worse than it is now, you know, standing, I know I'm a lot older than you lads, but, you know, standing in the low field, standing all around the ground, you know, the the, the seated areas were bad, you know, it, it was really poor, nobody cared. Um, what cheaper then though? Yeah, miles cheap, you know, comparatively and relatively, that's the whole point, isn't it? But I think it's, it, you're right, you're not going to the theatre, you're going to the football, actually having it a bit rough and ready and, you know, going to the, you know, people say it's, you know, it's a shithole, but it's our shithole. I absolutely agree with that. But I think it's not the, the necessarily the surroundings and, and the kind of, you know, the atmosphere, anything like that. You know, the fact it's an old stadium to me is a good thing. You know, it's attractive. The fact it's that old stadium, I've been to a lot of the new ones and the sanitized, kind of soulless bowls, really. But I think it's it's more if you go with kids, the toilet situation is it's just ridiculous. You know, you you, you kind of go down early with your kids, you know, and kids are kids out there. Do you want to go to the toilet? No. And then the minute half time, oh, I need I need to go to the toilet, right? And then you're queuing up past like I don't know it's a really weird one in the in the east stand in the family bit where you're kind of queuing up across the ladies toilets miles past concessions and and your kids don't prepare in advance going to the toilet so it's like I'm really desperate now dad and you're miles away and, and there's no it's just the whole thing about it you know queuing up for so long to get served there's a lad that's converted the empty empty pie packet into a raft and he's he's got yeah, a, yeah. he's got an oar and he's sailing down yeah. the river of piss to yeah. uh to get the, just, to, to, to piss in the last remaining sink that's free. i think if you go with the, if you go with the lads we get you go with your kid or i went with the lads that'd be fine but if you go for a family as an experience for, for kids it's not great 
Um, no, no, I, I, and I and I can totally appreciate that and empathise with that. <laughs> but as I say, from my personal perspective, I go I go yeah go with our kid, and it's absolutely fine. It's rough and ready. Yeah. It's how I like it. I'm yeah, in the way. And I, and I, and I just think the increase is, you know, our Wakefield will have gone up massively. We have supposedly improved our squad with better <laughs> players than the people who will who will have been paid a lot less. And at the end of the day, someone's got to pay for it, and that's the fun. You know, it's as simple as that for me. I'm, I'm quite pragmatic about it. I think, and I, I, I do think the announcement and parts of the announcement were a bit shit. So, you know, we won't put it up if we go down and you've got to get a forward to do. Like, come on, read the room. Like, just leave yeah. that stuff out of it. It's going up, and that's it. I think we need to just move on and, and get behind it. Yeah, what a bargain. Four extra championship games eh? <laughs> yeah we're not going to increase it bargain yeah how can how can you not be relishing at the prospect of Luton and Rotherham and whoever else is down there it's, well, hard, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard for us to comment because I don't I haven't got a season ticket anymore I had one I didn't care what it cost to be honest I was quite happy to pay it and it worked out fine per game as you've said Wiggy you know last time I had a season ticket you know we were thinking they'd just gone down to the championship for a couple of seasons and you know when you were in the Premier League you were happy to kind of you know we were doing well you were happy to kind of contribute towards that success and I think you're right that you know now we're back there unfortunately that you know the prices are only going to go one way aren't they um, I just think the experience could be a little bit better and, and people moaning about it I mean there's plenty of people who are moaning about season ticket prices who've A not got one and B have no intention of getting one I mean me the prospect of me getting to watch a game with my kids at the minute is literally zero because you just can't get three tickets together. I can't buy a ticket for them without them having a membership. So there's a whole load of issues I've got with Leeds ticketing prices, availability. Um, but yeah, season ticket prices isn't one that's going to keep me awake at night, to be honest, for lots of reasons. I mean, I mean, of course, I'd love it not to go like, yeah. we are, but it is what it yeah. is. Like, I'm not going to lose any yeah. sleep over it. Like, it's another 10%. They haven't put it up for how many years? I think that is, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm another for twice at 10%, but look, it is what it is. I think but if we go down, you, you, you get that money back, don't you? you, you, you don't yeah, get the money on. back and four extra free games. Again. Another soften the blow, weren't it? Yeah. Another 400 quid will have to find to go out on them days. Cheers. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the issue about food, I mean, nobody's asking for a Tottenham Hotspur cheese room. <laughs> you know? Pot and uh, cheese board. Yeah, but like I remember going 20 years ago and there being, you being able to get, you know, a nice pork and stuffing sandwich with crackling on top. And there's nothing like that really anymore. It's just these sort of shitty pies. And uh, I, have, I have never bought any food inside on the road in my life and I never planned to. Hmm. I say limited. limited times I've bought it and I've regretted it. Immediately, or certainly when I've got home, needed a shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't regret it going in one way, you'll definitely regret it coming out you'll the other. It coming out, yeah, yeah. It's like broken, them, I broke, broken three toilets on the way home <laughs> with them beautiful toilets in Amazon. No, yeah, I won't go there. But yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty grim. And I, I, my kids want to eat when they're there, but they tend to want Harry Bows and kind of easy stuff. But then sometimes they'll get like the chicken nuggets and chips, and they're fine. But like you say, you want a selection of choice. But as Wiggy said, I think you know, especially me being old school, I don't go to football to eat. I very rarely drink in there because it's crap. I mean. We had uh, corporate for the West Ham game in the South Stand, and you know the beer on tap there. Draft, you kind of think, oh, I can have a proper pint with a glass and everything, and it's like um, Heineken Silver, and you think, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> what? What? And I am a bit of a beer ponce for all those things I've just said, but you know when you go in the actual stand and you watch it, I don't care. I mean, I, I, don't, I rarely drink in there. I tend to wait till I get out and have a, a decent beer because it is terrible. But uh, surely that could be improved. I, I, I think that the argument would be that if if they improve the quality of the products, then more people would buy it. They'd just buy it. They'd buy more. Without a doubt. We've said it already. We've been we've been enough times. And you go in and think, oh, do I really want a drink? You know, so we said, do you want to go for a drink? Oh, not really, no, because it's crap. I'd rather save me money and the time and effort of queuing and missing the first 10 minutes of the game, second half. So, yeah, I think you, you, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at, 
you know, somebody's got to pay for those increases. With you, maybe if you did a better job on the retail and the commercials, that you wouldn't you wouldn't need it because you'd be doing more on the you know the retail side of things. I I tell you what, the yeah, uh, I got the last game two pints, fucking eleven quid. Where's it got? Oh, like, like Qatar, Qatar prices. That is Wiggy. So I got, I got uh, a pint of Amstel, uh, and I got a dark food, eleven quid. What well, fuck me? Fucking hell. Terrible. Um, right, me. and maybe not the best timed, anyway. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about Brighton. Brighton, our, our best favourite opponents. Always good playing Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, we do well against them all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive for this weekend, and I don't know why. It's going to come at some point, and it's this weekend. Yeah. I think um, I think it'd be good to actually have a striker back because I don't know what's happened with Biscuit Bamford. Fuck yeah. me, what's wrong with him now? <laughs> <laughs> we called what? it ages ago, we, we called it. When he'd scored all those goals in that first season back, we said that'll be the best season he has for us and he'd be better selling him now at a premium. Yep. He won't, he won't ever, we both said that and we've been proven to be right, which doesn't happen often, but mm. we'll, we'll celebrate it while it does. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, like, because I think... I, I think uh, Rutter has got the... I think there's a player there, but I don't think he's up to speed and good enough at the minute. I think um, I think that, in a, a, you know, a striker position, who would have thought we'd be gasping for Rodrigo to be fit? Like, we've only seen started. We'd be pinning our hopes on Rodrigo, but, like... Well, uh, it was Brighton at home last season, and I think he did, like, three misplaced passes in a row. And everyone was just guess that getting on his, on his back. Even family people, <laughs> the dads in the family standing. Yeah, fucking. You can't pass a fucking ball three yards. <laughs> Honestly, we have a ticklish fan base. I know we are just so fickle. This mm. <laughs> uh, We were like that under under Marsh. Uh, says uh, what's your name? Flying from. Nice name. We were like that under Marsh. Great going forward. Open at the back or more solid at the back, but nothing up top. We don't seem to be able to find a balance. Um, Bandy's saying a lot. Good to see you, Bandy, by the way. Increase, increasing prices. We need better performances before we price increase. Can't disagree way. with that, can we? I mean, the, the, we need the club, the club needs investment. I mean, that's what was the criticism was over the summer. We made a net profit in transfers after staying up by two goals you know and then now they're increasing their prices and you know shit themselves in january and paid over the odds for, <laughs> for for, uh, <laughs> clearly not Premier league ready, ready it's just and now we've, and now the fans yeah. have to pay for it it's just ridiculous we've said this before though we, we, we... I haven't got anything against Rutter, and I think he's not played a lot as he, you know, pre- prior to coming, he didn't play a lot World Cup, and he wasn't playing. But <laughs> why, why can't we go get like Indai or um, Akpong from Middlesbrough? Why do we have to go on this romantic European tour to find a striker? Surely, bringing in a player who can <laughs> score goals in England is the secret cream of the championship. Quote: When have we bought anybody from the championship recently? It's a lot of. Sh- Never. Shit, they just talk rubbish. It's like there's no strategy. And I think, you know, Wiggy touched on it. You can say what you want about Gracia and say what you want about the potential to stay up. The massive error we made, and we can't keep going on about this, is bringing in Marsh ever, because that's been the, the death knell to everything. How how Orta has looked at him and thought he's the, the, the natural successor to Bielsa is beyond me. And it should be beyond anybody that understands a modicum of what football's all about and, and what Bielsa was all about. So that's that's been the big mistake. And you can't, sometimes you make that many big mistakes, you can't keep getting away with it. You know what I mean? So definitely an issue. But Rutter's, there's def- there is a player in Rutter, but unfortunately it's not a striker. And what we need at the moment is we need a fucking Why can't we buy a striker? We buy a striker and play him on the right wing. And then we fucking buy fucking winger and play him, pretend he's going to be a striker. We just don't seem to get that right, but right do we? He'd be a perfect winger. Be. I don't know why nobody else can see it. He played <laughs> He played best when I saw him um, for Hoffenheim. When I, 
when I watched him because when when we knew uh, we were going to buy him, and he was playing on the wing, and he was he was brilliant, cutting inside, very very tricky. You saw him at one moment against Southampton. He was in the corner there, keeping the ball and going yeah. around players for fun with all the trick bag of tricks he's got. I think he's yeah. playing in the middle is a completely different set of skill set. We play him on wing though. We'll have eight wingers. No one is the bloody middle. Eight wingers. See how that goes. One extreme to the other. No wingers to eight wingers. You know, Rodrigo played better on the wing at Valencia as well. Bamford played on the wing for Middlesbrough. He never played. Bamford had never been an number nine until Bielsa. The thing with Rutter is that you, you need. Um, well, Rutter and Nonto, the number of times where you see them receiving the ball and they're too far away, you want them further up the pitch. You know, you want Nonto and, and Rutter and the, the attacking players to be doing, that's where they were dangerous against Southampton, where they were receiving it in advanced positions. Nonto's getting the ball 40 yards away from goal, you know, and I'm not saying he's not capable of doing something from that position, but the excitement comes and that kind of worry from the opposition comes when he's challenging on the edge of your box and he's running in, in, into spaces in the box. A lot to ask, so, isn't it? The number of times, lot, I... lot, lot to ask of a <laughs> of a nineteen it... year old. Oh, it's put they put a lot of pressure on his shoulders. But again, you know, in a way, kind of he played so well in those first few games, and he was the danger man that he's going to get. You know, it's like that saying: if the, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I think that he just he's been able to do it consistently, as we've seen historically with many players. You know. Um, I think the most recent example would be Gellhart, wouldn't it? Who you think, oh, yeah, he's going to be great. He's the next Wayne Rooney. Fuck off. You know, he's played one and a half games. You can't talk like that. And we do it all the time. Melier's the best goalkeeper in the world. It's, if the fuck, he's not. We just get, as much as we're really fickle, we're fickle on the, on, the, on the way that we go against people the minute it goes wrong. But I'll tell you what, we are fickle in believing we buy fucking world beaters after one game. We are we are fickle every which way. We are, every aspect, every yeah, yeah. We, are we are. If yeah. we'd have got a point or one against Chelsea and be like, play the kids, rest together, get the kids out, <laughs> really what we need, because we've lost. What are we kids? What's going on? Honestly, we're so fickle. Um, <laughs> we're too close to it. We can't we can't be objective. Let's yes, the emotions get in the way. I think with I think with Rutter, I think I'd really like to have seen him up front in a two with Bamford, um, mm. and see how that combination works. Because I think I don't think he can leave the line alone. I think he needs someone up there with him. Well, Marsh wanted to play Bamford in a two uh, Rod, uh, with Rod, uh, Rodrigo in a two with Bamford, so he he experimented against Accrington Stanley, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, a lot yeah. of fucking answer for that one. A lot. <laughs> Oh, you got to laugh about it. You have to laugh about it because, uh... right? If you're uh, going to experiment a Premier League, a Premier League top two, at, mm. uh, playing a two up front, do it against a really inferior opposition because that's going to give you a good picture of what the fuck it's going to look like in the Premier League. Isn't it? What a dick! Okay. I always think that we we've also got to you've also got to think about how a two would play together. I think you know you look at Viduka and Smith, for example. A brilliant example, Viduka, the hold-up man, Smith working around the corner. And that, that works so well for us. A bit like, say, if Chris Wood and uh, Kimar Roof, for example. I could, I could imagine like a two like that. I'm wondering how, you know, Rutter and Bamford would play together or Rutter and uh, or Rodrigo or Rodrigo and Bamford, you know. I'm, for me, I think it would have been better if Bamford and Joffe had played together. Or yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just at the stage where I'm fucking sick of them all. You've gone from I'm quite optimistic. Get rid of them all. <laughs> <laughs> what has this podcast done to you in 28 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> um, having an ambition to play Rodrigo and Bamford up front together is great, but they've never been fit together for longer than about half a minute, so that's another problem. <laughs> Keeping them both fit. Again, the injuries this season have been off the fucking scale. Like, I do not know what they do at Thorpe Arch, but it's not normal. The amount of injuries we've had... It's just ridiculous again. Like, where's Cooper? What's wrong with Cooper? 
Quite a serious injury, but they get injured and it's like they've been taken to the fucking elephant, they're like the footballer's graveyard. They never come back, yeah, like, never yeah. to be seen again. Poor old Dallas. Dallas. He went off, with a hamstring, went off with a hamstring injury eight years ago, nobody's ever seen him since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> comes, comes back with a prosthetic leg, yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. representing Northern Ireland in the Paralympics, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, Brighton score prediction. Oh God! Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking impossible to predict isn't it. What the fuck, lads? We're winning. <laughs> yeah, we're winning. You've got this mad glint in your eye, though, Wiggy. So <laughs> I'm having, <laughs> having trouble believing you. Yeah. We're winning. We're winning two one. Okay. Right. Two one, we you? There's definitely something in that juice. <laughs> what yeah. have you got in that juice, mate? <laughs> I think it's more of... LSD. There's more LSD in that cat in that glass <laughs> than there is juice. <laughs> LSD and two E's. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um, do I have to predict the score? Because uh, yeah. ultimately, I, I can't look and see his getting out. So, um, but my, my heart says we're going to win, of course. My head's saying, fucking no chance. <laughs> uh, did, did Brighton just beat West Ham 4-0? Yep. Was that Brighton? Yeah, that great. Was, yep, that's Brighton. West Ham, we couldn't fucking beat at our place when we were took a, a lead in the first few minutes. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go for an optimistic... Their recruitment two strategy, two by the way. 2-0 to Brighton. Optimistic? Yeah. <laughs> it's an optimistic 2-0 to Brighton. Fuck me. Get off of here. <laughs> I'm trying to work. It's like um, reverse reverse psychology. Isn't it? If I actually predict we're going to get beat and just go with that, that, that we might surprise me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, managing expectations, then you'll uh, never be disappointed. Yeah. I must say that my head is going 3-1 Brighton and just sack the board, reverberating around, like making the walls of Ellen Road shake. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I hope you're right, Wiggy. Let's say two nil. My heart says two nil leads, or three one leads, and my head says three one Brighton. Fucking hell! Was anybody tuned into this podcast or what? Yeah, we've got twelve. <laughs> we've got twelve people watching. Hello to all you uh, lovely people. Don't forget to subscribe because we're not regular, so you might you might want to turn the notifications on. Always lose by the odd goal, says Gail Dale. Yeah, odd goals. Uh, we can't allow the opposition defence the time to look up and play the ball as they like. What became of the two striker setup that would help our press? And uh, that was by Bandit. And Gail uh, has said, uh, league table never lies in the bottom six for most of the season. It, mm. it, it is really tight down there, isn't it? Like, oh, I think up to Forest Palace to publish the limit, and then the rest are clear. But it's like, you'd have thought a couple of weeks ago, Forest would get anywhere, and they're, I think they're right back in it. We beat them. You know, mm. we, we're back with them. So, yeah, really tight down there at the minute. And, People are picking up points every week and dropping points. It's yeah, exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking at it on goal difference. So Forest are minus twenty four, second worst in the league. Only one worse is is Bournemouth minus twenty seven. So I tend to think that's more of an indicator of where teams will eventually end up. I would normally, but Forest got battered a lot at the start of the season, and they're not anymore. Are they? So I think they conceded a lot of early doors, and they've got better. I think the worry is, in, in, and I don't watch a lot of them, obviously, but when you see, I watched a bit of um, Forest Everton, and I watched a bit of or oh, the Bournemouth Arsenal game, and you kind of see that with certain players in those teams. So let's say Billing for Bournemouth, or let's say Gibbs White and the get uh, Brandon Johnson, whatever he's called. There's players who are excited who you can see turning a game and are still fighting to try and get a point. There's times where I look at us and think, fucking, where's that player for us? Um, you know, people keep going on. It's another one. Fucking Adams. 
oh, he's too good for us. Played three games, he was too good for us. He was leaving it summer. You know, everybody were doing it. Oh, well, that, we'll struggle to keep hold of him. Fucking shut up. He gives the ball away in absolutely ridiculous positions every game. He doesn't track players. You know, he puts the odd tackle, but he spends half his time, time pouting and fucking gesturing at opposition players. Fucking go winners again. You know, I just have an issue with, with the fact that I look at other teams, and I said this to you before, when you're looking at teams like Palace and Villa and others that you're a bit jealous because they've kind of got a settled squad and a kind of cohesive system and they're kind of winning and picking up points, it's really worrying because... I just, I, I honestly can't see. I mean, I am the Prince of Darkness. So I'm, I'm, I'm tantamount to these these outbursts. But you just look round. I think I'm not seeing any fighting people. I'm not seeing that fight in your belly. I'm not seeing us, you know, be unified in, in trying to keep a clean sheet or be unified in, you know, really striving to try and score a goal at an important moment or throwing ourselves in front of a, you know, putting our head in the way of boots to get on the end of something, and that. That's the difference, I think. You know, Forrest against Everton the other day were kind of behind twice with it and kept fighting and got back in it and scored some good goals. And you look at us and think it's a bit soulless, I think. Yeah, I think when you look at Adams and McKenney, like, for example, against Scum, they were throwing themselves into tackles. There was a few big early tackles that got the crowd up and all that. But when you look back at some of our, you know, better eras, you think about decor. Um, Batty, yeah. Yeah. these are players like when you actually watch, go back and watch those games, they were throwing themselves in, they were putting the body on the line. Even people like Gary yeah. Kelly, even people like Ian Hart, you know, get got a lot of flack for not being able to run very <laughs> fast. But he, he, he put, they put, they all put the bodies on the line. And I think that that there is something a little bit missing. They kind of come up to the line or just go over it a couple of times, but not. Every single time, and we don't it's seem to normal. have that urge it's to. It's not normal. Yeah, yeah Batty and I um, did it every minute of every game. We do it a couple of times. You know, Man, Man United's an easy game to get up for, isn't it? They're not doing it week in, week out against other opposition. And I think that, the, you know, the Batties of the world, which is an extreme example, but many others, that was how they played the game consistently throughout the game. You know, you were never going to get anything easy. Whereas we give people, you know, people keep saying, oh, every time somebody has a, has a chance against us or creates a chance, it ends up in the back of that. Yeah, it does because we're not putting our body on the line and we're not fighting to make sure they don't get the crossing and we're not fighting to make sure that the centre-half don't get 20 minutes to play a pass through to somebody. It's, it's just, it's, it's all over the pitch. It's those little, you know, people say it's a game of millimetres and, and it can make a big difference. That's what I'm seeing a lot of and, and, and I'm not, you know, running the team down. I think I've seen a lot of effort. We've seen the improvements we've spoken about. But what I'm not seeing is that consistent fight and that unity and that cohesion and that kind of will to make a difference. I mean, the, the one I would always pick who I watched a lot as a kid was Lee Chapman, probably one of the most limited footballers I've ever watched in regards of ability and, and talent. But he knew what his strengths were and that's how he played the game. And I think there's too many people trying to do things they're not very good at in, in the team at the moment. And if you look at McKinney, I mean, I think my body mass index is less than McKinney's. So we, again, we brought in a player that's fucking, you know, um, you know, rutter the same. He's not prepared. He's not going to be fit quick enough. And I would argue McKinney's not. And I think he's had some good games and he's done some good things in games. But is it consistent? Is he going to keep? Is he going to do it for ten games in a row and win his games? I'd argue not. McKinney's fantastic. He's got vision. He's a fantastic footballer, but. Yeah, that misplaced passes. He gives the ball away a lot. Wiggy? Yeah, I think... I, so I, I go back to people... We are not too good to go down. Nowhere near. We have got some good individual players that do need to tie that together and bring that team cohesion. Um, I would just like to mention, because I don't think we've spoken, but what a turnaround from Purple. The guy's a genius. Hey, yeah. 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 back in bloody country. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm yeah. Hitler old, but, yeah. you know, there's a player. <laughs> 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 but I always, I always said he had it. <laughs> <laughs> Never doubted him for a second. <laughs> but I, I, we've got some good individual players. We have to bring it together as a team. I agree with Mac there. Like, we've got to fight for each other. We've got to get in and make sure that we are working together for each other. I think, But I think the days of, you know, you think hunting, tackling midfielders like Matty, they just wouldn't last in today's game. It'd be off every other week. Yeah, but Mas yeah. have you seen what Martinez is doing at, 
Uh, yeah, yes, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. he's got a red shirt on. If it yeah. were a league yeah. player, it'd be off. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Uh, Very yeah. true. Right, uh, a few of your comments. Bandy, Leeds 49, Brighton 1. Uh, fantastic nice. prediction. Uh, Gail says, funny, our defence looks better, but now we can't score. Mm-hmm. Bit of balance there. Uh, we are struggling to score, says Skip, but survival is still in our hands. Bournemouth, Palace, Wolves, West Ham, Forest, Leicester, they're winnable games. Hopefully, the international break will allow Gracia time to try things. That's a good point, that. Yeah, I think he's had the, he hasn't had any time at all, really, has he? Um, what's, uh, what's this? Gail saying, uh, I agree, Ewan, and I loved Chapman. Yeah, I always think back to the, you know, that face-off incident um, where he... Yeah, but that's he put, he put his body on the line a week, yeah. week out, and he, you know, he would put his head where nobody else would. You know, Ian Baird, we had a, a load of strikers who weren't the most talented, but I tell you what, they were committed and they would have, you know, they got injured regularly from just being brave enough to, to be hungry enough to score a goal and put your head in there and your foot in there, and that's what, again, we, I think we lack a bit. But yeah, Chapman's a great example because, as I say, limited ability, but wow, what a contributor and you know you put the ball on the six yard box or in the area nine times out of ten he's on the end of it and he's heading it past the goalie and you know just I think we give it overthink it and over over complicate football sometimes you know it's honestly amazing what he did because I, I I've gone up for to head a ball and I've come straight into the mouth of the goalkeeper and I've knocked three of his teeth out and I've got a big scar on my head and after that I found it <laughs> I guess I've got self-preservation issues. I found it quite difficult to head a ball after that. Um, mm. But Chapman comes back, half his face fell off and sort of glued back together and he was playing the next week. Yeah, I was at that game. Spurs were, yeah. And they had the old uh, dust around White out there and they used to have that kind of, well, it wasn't a running trap, it was like a red gra surround. I remember yeah, being at that game. It was quite tasty, that, that game against Spurs. <laughs> But again, that's the difference with football today. They'd probably be out for six months now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Facial reconstructive you'd surgery. Again. You'd never see him again. Yeah, he'd come back, he'd come yeah. back as a different player. Yeah. He'd be receptionist for far sure checking in. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, a few more of your comments. Dav said, Rodrigo and Cine will make a difference. I agree. Uh, Bandit, how long have I said Furpo is not a left back? He's an inside left. That's where he does his best work. Yeah, cutting inside and hitting it with his wrong foot, like he did against Barcelona. By the way, um, legend. Uh, we sacked Jesse too late. Imagine where we would be if Gracia, I just like saying that, uh, had been in from the start. Says McAllister Bishop, and Skip says I think Rutter needs to stop trying those turns and flicks and instead play the easy pass. Yep, Doddle's on the ball, didn't he? Did it at Hoffenheim as well. Uh, and uh, one more, uh, Mick, uh, Mick Jones, 100 stitches in his head alone every season, says Bandy. <laughs> right, I want to wrap it up very soon. So tell me about your thing. What's your thing? Have you got a thing? Non-Legionited? Should we pick ourselves up and tell us about... You've got lives outside of Leeds. I, 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 I assume they're expanding. They're expanding yeah. these last two seasons. Mm, thank God. Go on, go on, Wiggy. Oh, we're married at first sight, Australia starts tonight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's why we're wrapping oh, it up. Wiggy, it is trash it, <laughs> <laughs> That is my thing. Yeah? Obviously, that's my thing. I'm really excited for it. Married at first sight? Yes. Um, <laughs> what is it? What's the concept? So is it like traitors? No, it's not like traitors, although I do love traitors. Two it makes traitors meet... fucking very good. <laughs> <laughs> Two strangers meet at the altar and get married. They don't really get married, but they get married. And then they okay. go through a, a fast process of a honeymoon. They're moving in together, and that's it. Let's see if they can stay together, basically. Okay. So, loads of drama. Yeah, I can um, imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. I imagine that they pair people who are quite incompatible. Well, apparently they have experts that, that are incompatible, yeah, yeah. but they do not. It's right. there for a, it's a TV show to me. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Like That's the experts thing. that picked Jesse Marsh as the natural successor to the Yeah, awesome. yeah. Totally, yeah. That kind of That's thing. That's our expert. Okay. Mac, you, you got a 
thing? Uh, thing. I'll tell you what I did watch last night, the Elvis film, the new Elvis film. It's yeah, fucking it's great. I really good, isn't it? it. I, love, I love Elvis anyway. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Elvis. Mm. And um, staggering story. And, and the fact that he was kind of, I mean, he always knew that with Colonel, uh, Colonel Parker, didn't he, that he left him, you know, almost limited to playing the International Hotel in Vegas and not being able to go and do world tours and earn millions himself and well, left him almost potless really, didn't he? Apart from Graceland and a bit of bit of money and a nice car here and there. It was it's a really shocking story, but I thought it was really well done. I thought the lad who played Elvis was great, looked like him, sounded like him, really compelling and, and, and believable. And I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. The music was great, the way it was sort of cinematography where they did it a bit like a comic strip going back to, you know, like the headlines popping up and the kind of stuff they did with that around his youth. And um, I thought it was excellent. So I really enjoyed that. And probably just lastly, another quick thing was the football's been miserable at Ellen Road, but my eldest lad, Luca, who's 14, under 14, um, his team won again on, they're on a, they're a bit of a points machine at the minute. So even if they don't play well, they win and get, get, get results but they've the top of the league so that they're likely to be promoted to the top division in the Garforth League which is probably one of the sort of best junior leagues in Leeds um it's going to take a real effort from a team who've got a few games in hand to catch them now and we've got to play them before the end of the season so two games left they're pretty certain to get promoted I don't want to speak out of turn and jinx it but so they've done brilliant. It's been really exciting and enjoyable to watch them because they've I've watched them grow up from seven years of age and they're now 14, so they've played together seven years, and the team's been pretty consistent. And you start to watch them turn into young men and like bond together as a group of lads where they stick up for each other, and, and there's a lot of stuff goes on at, even at that level, even at under-14s, junior football. You see some stuff and some horrible players play against who are just out to kind of do people. And it's just great to see them not just get better as footballers, but better human beings and grow and kind of, yeah, just, just that, that camaraderie and the kind of... Um, the way they are is just brilliant. It's really heartwarming to watch. But then Shay, my little one, who's um, you know, he's not as probably competitive. Luca, he's not he's not played football for as long. They they won the league on Sunday, so they um, not just invincibles, but they've played ten. They've got twelve games in a season. Played ten, won ten, plus fifty two goal difference or fifty six goal difference. So they're battering people. He's got. Twice he scored an absolute beauty on Sunday, so it's just been a really nice weekend for junior football, not for Leeds United. And um, that's probably my thing at the minute because when I'm losing faith with Leeds, I'm um, very engaged and, and uh, bought into the, the, the lads playing and, and doing so well, and both being top of the league in their respective leagues. Shea having already secured the, the title and, and with two games left, and uh, Luca hopefully going on to do something similar. So, yeah, brilliant. That's the thing. Go on, the Max, the little Max running yeah, around. Little Max, well doing well. Right, well, I have been getting into men's fashion. Oh, I know we, we've all got to listen about it as well. Do <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you know? I never cared about. I never cared about kind of my appearance or what I looked like before in my life. We can tell. <laughs> we know that. We knew that already. But yeah, I've started that. So that's kind of my thing. I've got, there's a there's a great magazine um, comes out in Germany called The Heritage Post. Primark Weekly. Oh. Um, so there's only a few copies. That, it's a German magazine, but they, they used to do English editions. So you can... You can find a few English editions that they're very old now. They don't, since lockdown, they stopped doing the English version. But yeah, so that's one. They don't do much. There's nothing really paid. There's no paid articles or anything like that. And it's, you, you can see the, be the beauty of the cover for anyone listening. It's just basically just uh, a lovely it's piece of artwork, catalog. really, it's isn't it? Catalog. For anybody who's listening, he's just pulled up the next catalog. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant magazine, next catalog. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful piece of artwork. It's not like, you know, 10 things to wear this summer or anything like yeah. that. It's like a man's, uh, a man's, man's. Very classy. Uh, publication and then the other thing i wanted to talk about was an audio book that i listened to and again this guy has this guy has no relation to me but he's called will store but absolutely no relation and it's called the science of storytelling um so yeah 
uh, you don't need to be a, a writer or an author to to get enjoyment out of that but uh it's very philosophical very science-based and really really interesting psychological stuff so yeah they're my things oh and i started shaving as well with like a, a safety shave like an old school shaver with the razor blades and everything and it's, it's brilliant fantastic it sends me pictures of like the most obscure shaving brush in some shaving foam what do you think to this I'm like what the fuck is it it's shaving foam and a brush all oh, right okay yeah i get that now yeah yeah it's like them, you remember, the, remember them quizzes they used to have where it panned out from really close in and you had to guess what it was before oh, yeah. like a uh, question question of sport can you tell what it is yet <laughs> yeah yeah see what it is yet god that was um, Rolf yeah. Harris, wasn't it let's not oh, bring yeah, him we're up not allowed to do Rolf Harris jokes yeah yeah um oh, dear. yeah Good on you, Donny. Do you know why, though? Because it's the weddings. In what you know about a wedding is that those photographs are going to stay with you forever. So you've got to look good and you've got to have a clean shave and you've got, you know, because them, them pics are going to stay with you forever. Yeah, yeah that's it. Right here, last few comments then. Uh, Liverpool beating uh, Red Manchester 7 0 means nothing to me. I'm far more concerned with us playing with fear. What became of us using two strikers? That says Bandit. But well, it cheered me up, Bandit. Me too. Uh, Dav says under 21s can score. It's 1 0. Thanks for the update. Uh, although I don't Birkin? know why they're playing half the first team in the under 21s. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, Gale Dale, one point not going to help us in the next two games. No, no, we need to win. Totally agree. Win one, lose one. Maybe I will come and support your son's team back instead of uh, Leeds. Always welcome. Making sandwiches, coffee. It's a great little banter with parents, are good people. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. And, and you can go for a piss in, in better surroundings than you can at Ellen Road as well. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, sign me up. And uh, Bandy says, Adonis, whatever next. Well, hopefully a win, Bandy. Hopefully a win. Uh, you and yeah. Wiggy speechless. Speechless to my men's fashion tips <laughs> as I completely changed the direction of this podcast. Right, yeah, I think, well, I think we'll leave it there. Me, me, you, can't, you can't tell me and Wiggy anything about fashion. Look at us. Me and Wiggy are like <laughs> cover, cover, cover of Vogue magazine. <laughs> GQ. GQ's men, joint men of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, that's your lot. Come on, Leeds. Time to start Come winning on, now. Leeds. Yay. Yeah. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Yeah, that was half-hearted as fuck, that. Just don't, do it if you're not put your, just don't do it if you're not going to put your full body and soul into it, Wiggy. Right, yeah. And subscribe, of course. See you, See you next week, maybe. Bye.